Hello, and welcome to Moving Markets by Julius Baer. Please listen to the important legal information at the end of this podcast. Good morning. My name is Helen Freer, and I'll start us off this morning with a roundup of the latest market news. Let's start with equity markets in the US then, which had a strong day on Friday. All the major markets ended the day in the green. The Nasdaq Composite gained 2.9% over the day. The Dow Jones rose by 2.6%, and the S&P 500 was up 2.5%. On a sector level, all sectors in the S&P posted a positive return on Friday, with the exception of consumer discretionary. Real estate and industrials were the best performing sectors of the day. In Europe, the moves were much smaller and quite mixed. Of the major indices, the Swiss market index fared the best, posting a return of 0.6%, while the FTSE 100 was the biggest loser, ending the day down 0.4%. In fixed income, two- and ten-year US Treasury yields rose on Friday for the first time in four days, following European bond yields higher. The two-year US Treasury yield jumped 14 basis points and 10-year yields gained nine basis points. And in overnight trading sessions in the US, two-year yields are up two basis points to 4.44%, while the 10-year yield has gained one basis point to 4.02%. Wheat futures have surged after Russia has withdrawn from the Black Sea Corridor Agreement that puts Ukrainian exports at risk. And oil is heading for its first monthly gain since May in anticipation of significant production cuts by OPEC+, who are set to tighten the market. Oil prices are edging slightly lower today, though, after weaker than expected factory activity data out of China and concerns that the zero COVID policy in China will have an impact on oil demand. So China's PMI data for October came in at 49, showing that factory and services activity contracted over the month. This could be attributed to the tight COVID rules and the ongoing slump in the property market. Japan's industrial production data was also released. This showed a 1.6% fall in output in September, and it's the first time output has fallen for four months. UK business confidence has fallen to its lowest level since March 2021, after what has been a chaotic time for the nation since the mini-budget was announced in September. October was the fifth consecutive month when optimism declined and business confidence remains below the long-term average, but still above the lowest level seen in May 2020 during the first wave of the coronavirus. In terms of economic data out today, Eurozone CPI and GDP data is due late morning. Retail sales data from Germany came out this morning and the figures showed a better than expected rise of 0.9% in September. Spain's retail sales data is due out shortly and after that we will get Italy's Q3 GDP figures. In Brazil's presidential election, the left-wing former president Lula da Silva has beaten the far-right incumbent Bolsonaro. But the election has highlighted the division in the country, with Lula winning 50.9% of the votes. And lawmakers close to Bolsonaro have won a majority in Congress, so this means that Lula will face a lot of opposition to his policies. This week, then, we have the U.S. Federal Reserve announcing its latest interest rate decision on Wednesday, and the October jobs report will show us how much hiring is slowing, and that comes out on Friday. 
And in the UK, we will get the interest rate decision from the Bank of England on Thursday, as well as its new forecast for the UK economy. Financial markets are betting on a 0.75% increase in rates in the UK to 3%, which would be the largest rate hike since 1989. In Asia so far today, Australian equities closed the day up 1.2% and the Nikkei has just closed up 1.8%, while the Hang Seng and the CSI 300 index were both in the red when I looked a few moments ago. And when I looked at futures a few minutes ago, these were up in Europe but down in the US. That's all from me for today, but I will hand over now to Menzor Pachinci. What are your latest thoughts from a technical perspective, Menzor? Good morning, everyone. This is Menzo Pachinci from the technical analysis team. Uh, we have two messages for you today. The first one is an upgrade of equities, except the Chinese and Hong Kong equities. What is the reason we are upgrading equities? Uh, the reason here is mainly the S&P 500. When we look at the S&P 500, last week we, have, we had three consecutive days of strong gains. So uh, historically, um, this has, has seen a perfect or almost perfect track record since 1950. So we have seen around all major bottoming processes since 1950 that usually the market around the bottoming process, so uh, a bit early or just after the lows, uh, starts a three-day strong rise. So when we look historically, we see that uh, 12 months later, the track record basically is perfect. So uh, it the S&P 500 was always up, and on average, it was up by almost uh, 24%. So that's why we upgrade all equities to neutral. We think uh, there is uh, increased odds of a year-end recovery. So what are we looking for? Basically, when we look at the S&P 500, uh, it will be important that over the next two weeks, the S&P 500 can consolidate the recent gains, so it can stay above 3,900. As far as uh, Chinese or Hong Kong equities is concerned, we keep the rating uh, unchanged, uh, negative. Uh, here it is uh, way too early to bottom fish, so these markets remain in clear downtrend and they are uh, heavily underperforming, so there is no reason here to bottom fish. Uh, we can wait here to have clearer signals. The second message we have for you this morning is from the currency market. Um, the dollar has been exceptionally strong. Nevertheless, we have some signs that the dollar is entering a short-term consolidation. So our recommendation to you is to trim some of the U.S. dollar long positions. Um, if you are looking to short the dollar, we think this is way too early. So even if this is the peak of the U.S. dollar, more likely than not, the U.S. dollar will go into a broad trading range, uh, not offering too much of directional opportunities. Uh, when you look within the currency markets where we can see opportunities, uh, we have identified the Mexican peso here. Uh, when we look at the Mexican peso, it is improving on a broad basis. And on top of that, it offers uh, quite a bit of carry. Uh, so that's why we are recommending investors going along the Mexican peso. That's all from our side. Back to you. Thank you very much for the update, Menzo. And that's all for today. So thank you very much to our speakers and to everybody for tuning in. I wish you all a great start to the week. Bye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information. 
Beyond Markets is a weekly podcast where Julius Baer experts and external speakers discuss some of the latest market developments. They share their key research and insights on today's ever-changing economic landscape and present practical advice. Search for Beyond Markets on your favourite podcast player.